You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. We fight in the junkyard because you're a junkyard dog. That's right. We're talking about Mac Brandt from the series we know and love, Kingdom, now streaming on Netflix. All the Kingdom fans know him as Mac Sullivan, and man, do we have one awesome show for you. Mr. Mac Brandt, who plays the pharmaceutical pusher, stops in to talk with the Funkaholics. Let's drop some history about this guy. He was born in Chicago, Illinois, started his career in theater at various Chicago institutions. 2005, he made his television debut on the drama series Prison Break. You may have seen him in movies such as Gangster Squad, Venom, and Game Over Man. For you video game geeks like me, you know his voice from Killzone 3. The list goes on. This is definitely one for the records in Funkaholics podcast history. As we get a little weird, we're talking about Max Nipples. You gotta listen. As well as those feel-good stories that we get from him. And also a great behind-the-scenes story from him. So, guys, strap in. Enough is enough, people. Let's dig in. Let's learn about this white majestic rhino. Words cannot describe how much fun we had. So without further ado, the Funkaholics podcast proudly presents to you, Mr. Mac Brandt. Well, hello, hello. Oh, hello, oh sir. There he is. The junkyard dog is the here. Junkyard dog. <laughs> how you guys doing? Oh, man, we are so much better right now. We're getting a little nervous. We weren't sure if we're going to be able to get in. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad it worked out. Sorry for all the back and forth. No, hey. no, not at all. Thank you so much for taking your time with us. No, for sure. This is great. Thank you guys for being such fans of the show. Oh, oh thank is... you. Oh, my gosh. Well, like I said, man, we, we like, you know, when I was messaging you and I was telling you, I'm like, do not worry. We are here. Whenever you're ready, like, <laughs> no, I'm glad it worked what, out. We will stop what we're doing for you. I, I cannot tell you how excited my, how excited I am to, to have you on the podcast. Uh, I told, you know, me and Angela are such huge kingdom fans. And, and I told Angela, I was like, if we could just talk to Mac and ask the questions that we need to ask, like this would be <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> you guys a- ask away. I'm an open book. Excellent. Yes. So, again, we just want to thank you for joining us and giving us your time. We are honored and blessed having you on. We hope you're ready to be in the hot seat. Let's do it. All right. Wait, so, where are you guys? Are you guys in New Mexico? I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, okay. And Angela is? I actually live out in South Carolina. Oh, okay, cool. You guys are yeah. all over. Yeah, all I, over. Worked in, I, I worked in Albuquerque for a while, so I'm a, a little familiar with the city. Oh, what 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 you do in Albuquerque? Um, I worked on a show called Night Shift. Oh, I did that in Albuquerque, so... and then did um, Longmire up in Santa Fe. Everyone's covered Santa Fe. We, I know. Uh, <laughs> we with, with Joanna, and she was just like, "Oh man, Santa Fe's where it's at." <laughs> well, yeah. Santa Fe. Santa Fe's a little sleepy for my taste, but not bad. Yeah, it's a little quiet. Yeah, for me it's a it's a little getaway from all the hoopla here in Albuquerque. So, <laughs> yeah, that I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mac, we have a tradition here at the Funkaholics podcast, and we do a cheers before we jump into everything. Let's get Are at you it. Ready? Ready. I cheers. 
Oh, I'm already open. You you guys are opening. I'm, I'm already ready to go. Oh man, this is. I'm, I'm behind. I got a head start. <laughs> what are you so, drinking today? Um, I have a Budweiser in hand. Nice. Very nice. What do you got Not, going on, Angela? I actually decided to get something a little risky for Mr. Mac Brandt. There is a brewery out in uh, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and it's called Sweetwater. And this is called the 420 Strain, and it's a mango kush wheat ale. Jeez. Yeah. In your honor, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I, I accept. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I am helping out one of our local breweries because of this pandemic that we're going through right now. And I purchased uh, Cerveza from Marble. It's a Mexican-style lager. Oh, I know Marble. That's a great brewery. I love, yeah, I love that place. They're, they're they're so great. I have I have quite a few of their growlers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Angela's come quite the collector of growlers. <laughs> That's good. As long if, if if you can make drinking a hobby, then it's not a problem. There it That's is. Right. <laughs> well, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Salute. Oh, thank you. Thank so you. Much. All right, Mr. Mack, well, we kind of wanted to go in just to, you know, uh, a couple of things of, you know, your, your history in film and, you know, the, the things that you've been doing. And then we'll jump into a couple of questions. So me and Angela did some homework on you. All right. <laughs> One of the things that I found super, super cool because I am a video game player at heart. And I read that you had, you were a voice actor in the Killzone game for the PlayStation 3. Uh, yeah, man, you guys went deep on that one. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I um, man, that was years ago. I don't even remember what that was. But yeah, it was like various characters on that. I love doing video game stuff. It's so fun. What was that like for you? Instead of you acting in front of people or any talking through a microphone, and are are you going off of a script or? Yeah, they give you a script and they show you. Um, with some games and stuff, they'll show you what the footage looks like, and um, it's it's pretty simple to do. I mean, they just, you know, especially with the more like grunt roles, they just tell you, you know, like scream and yell and then say incoming and then you're dying and then you're dying in a different way. And then you're dying in a different way. And, uh, <laughs> you know, some games they'll be like, you're on fire and then you're going <laughs> to you're going to die from being on fire and then you recover from being on fire and stuff like that. Okay. Did, um, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty goofy. <laughs> did you, um, did you find it like, you know, did you, did you find it challenging act out these, you know, these voices and like, you know, like you said, did you have to think of yourself burning or what it would be like to be burned, to be on fire? No, nah, you just scream at the top of your lungs. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, some games I've had, some games require more, you know, quote unquote acting. I don't know. But um, I did a game called Firewatch, which was really cool. And that game was more sort of acting-ish. You know, that was telling a story and playing a character and stuff. You know, the idea of getting lit on fire and dying, that just that's just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Angela wanted to talk to you about Captain Lancaster. Angela? Uh, yes. So I know I'm actually, I'm really excited. I don't have HBO, um, but I heard there was an interview that you had done on how intense that 
TV show is. Can you talk to us a little bit about your what you're working on right now? Yeah, um, we filmed it last summer. It's airing now uh, called Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. And it is, sorry, my dogs will bark in the background while we're talking. Um, it is a show that, um, it's, it's horror, it's sci-fi. It deals with race in 1950s Chicago and thereabouts. And I play uh, Captain Seamus Lancaster, a very unlikable uh, person. And, you know, I can't say too much because it's only only three episodes have aired. So, yes. But, um, yeah, it is a very, very intense show and was a very, very intense character to play. I thought the sci-fi twist to it was really interesting. Yeah, it's based on a book. The book was the same name, Lovecraft Country. And um, it it's it's really cool. I mean, it's um, – I'm trying to figure out what I can say and what I can't say. <laughs> but, it, yeah, you know, last week's episode I can talk about because that aired. It's very gory. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's horror. There's uh, magic and – perceived magic and, and different sorts of things going on on it. Okay. I wish I, yeah, I wish I could yeah. say a lot more. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We get, we have to keep, you know, the surprise for everybody yeah. that's going to watch, including myself. Absolutely. There's, there's a so lot I'm, of surprises coming. I just signed up for HBO max and I've already got that put in the favorite. So I'm going to be binge watching that very soon. I wanted to kind of get at least uh, you know, at least four to five episodes released so I can just go crazy and knock it out. So totally. Uh, I will say it is, um, you know, much like kingdom, it is, uh, it's a hard show to binge, you know, kingdom is, is so heavy and at times so dark. You watch three or four of them and you feel like you're gone down a real deep rabbit hole. Yes. <laughs> um, Lovecraft has a bit of that too. You know, it's not, I remember when I watched uh, breaking bad, Speaking of Albuquerque, um, when I watched Breaking Bad, I watched it, you know, when you could binge it and I would watch six or seven in a day. And, yes. and that's a hard, it's a hard show to just sit and watch. Yeah. And you start to, you start to just get sucked into the, the darkness of these characters. We hear you. That's how we felt yeah. about Kingdom. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, that's the thing. People are like, yeah, I finished Kingdom in three days. I'm like, are you Yes. Yeah, right. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, you guys need to shit. have like a like a support group, like a yeah. support group. <laughs> totally. I like when people. We've gotten a lot of comments. People are like, "I slowed down in the third season because I didn't want it to end." I was like, "Yeah, yes. that's probably good mental health too." <laughs> Definitely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We were uh, me and Angela. Kind of, you know, we. I literally got Angela to change her cable provider when Kingdom first came out. And oh, so you guys are back in the day, Kingdom first. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah, all we're right, very old right. school. So, so we were we were very excited to know that it had came in Netflix because we were watching episode by episode like once a week, and we just were like, "What is going to happen?" <laughs> you I, know. I know. It's the worst. I hate to wait. <laughs> I, yes. I know. Now we're so accustomed to just ripping through things. Yes. That, that's, that, that's sort of how I've gotten to where I'm like, oh. But I do like the idea, you know, um, I just watched uh, um, 
Perry Mason, which was on HBO too. Oh my and, gosh, yes. And I started watching it and then, you know, you have to wait a week. And there is something nice about, it's very old school, but there's something nice on, you know, Saturday and Sunday. You're sitting there going like, oh, my show's on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's very. <laughs> it's like a date, right? <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's, you know, how life used to be. Yes. You know, the yes. other great, you know, the other great thing about that is the opportunity to kind of decompress after such a crazy episode that left you on a cliffhanger, but then you can kind of like talk it out and then prepare yourself for when, you know, the next episode's coming out. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I was going to say that all being said, I am so ecstatic that Kingdom is now on Netflix and people are discovering it because nobody watched it back in the day. So it's so nice that people are able to get to it now. Yes. yes. Couldn't say Absolutely. Better. I was doing a little stalking on your Instagram. And a little. That's okay. A little. That's what, that's what it's <laughs> a, for. A little. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go out there just, and like just, something from a couple of years ago. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just wait until he starts asking the questions and then you'll see why I said a little. <laughs> I did find it hilarious that, you know, you talk about your hairline, um, you know, in, in, a lot of the, you know, in a lot of your, your posts, yeah. I too am, uh, in, in, in following that problem. And so I'm with you hand in hand on that one, but <laughs> I did see a photo of you in your, in your football gear. Was that a, was that a high school photo or was that? That was a high school photo. That was a high school uh, photo. Yeah. Right, that was, that was uh, many, uh, sore knees ago. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I played, uh, I was a nose guard in high school and loved it. And then had to sort of make a decision my senior year of whether I was going to pursue it, you know, really concentrate on that or go into, I knew I wanted to go into acting. And so I was going to go to college for theater. And it was just not a thing you could sort of do hand in hand, you know, um, Sports in college, as people know, is a way of life, and there isn't room for much else. So I knew that my life and my career was going to be acting, so my dreams of being, uh, you know, <laughs> a really mediocre football player sort of died at that at that stage. You, oh. you got the size for it, man. I mean, <laughs> you know. I loved it. I mean, look, I loved it. I was... Um, not as disciplined as one would need to be to pursue it. And I, and I knew that. And, but I, I loved it. And when I, when I was focused and playing well, you know, I played pretty well. I ended up being captain my senior year and, and uh, you know, it was fun, but that was, you know, that was back in the days when concussions were just called, you know, you got your bell rung. So yeah, I've had a few, few too many concussions. <laughs> I got, I got the knee, I got the knees of like a seven-year-old. Yeah. It's something I'm, <laughs> something I'm sort of glad I didn't follow through with. In my life. <laughs> so, you know, one of the one of the shows that you came out in was The Mentalist as Xander. And oh yeah, that was a long one ago. You were a pretty badass biker mac like <laughs> why didn't you apply for like soa <laughs> i, I mean seriously you, i i auditioned <laughs> for it i auditioned for sons probably i don't know six or seven times did you know no way oh yeah that's and awesome every time, 
every time I auditioned, I thought I was like, oh, I, this is, I got this one. Like, this is the perfect part for me. And then I wouldn't get it. And I would, it was always confused. I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, how did yeah, that like, happen? Why? <laughs> and then I saw who they cast. And I'm like, oh, no, that's right. That's who you cast. It was always you- some, it was always some like legit, just got out of Chino hard ass dude and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> that's where that's the difference between a dude who is that guy or an actor who just thinks he's tough dude i am to- now that i know this i am totally gonna blow up kurt sutter's social media and be like dude, what the why why <laughs> yeah i mean you know there's there's a difference between playing hard and being hard <laughs> You're actually pretty hard in Game Over, though. Game Over, man. Oh, Game Over, man. And I was actually really happy to see that your nipple was no longer a target. It, it actually was pierced. <laughs> it was something, though. It, yeah, not a target, but it was something. But it was something. <laughs> yeah. It was a couple of somethings. It was a couple of somethings. That was a How, lot of fun. I, I was just going to say, I bet you that was such a freaking awesome movie to play because it, it was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. I mean, I don't want to ruin it for anybody because I know it just came out on Netflix, but your that whole segment and... Yeah, I, don't give the big reveal. I'm not going to give it away. I won't give it away. I won't give it away. But I was really happy, again, that the red Sharpie that Jay Kalina marked on you had washed off. Yeah. <laughs> That red sharpie took a few days to wash off too. That was a that was a permanent marker we used on that set. Uh, yeah, game over, man. Was a lot of fun. I really that was a blast. I was actually supposed to be uh, fully nude in that scene, but because I was working in Albuquerque on night shift at the time and had to get back to night shift, uh-huh. when when one of the scenes where I'm like dead in the background, yeah, yeah, yeah they had to use a body double and they couldn't put my tattoos on the body double because you can't replicate them. So they had to, they had to leave my clothes on. I was very disappointed when I found out that I can't be full frontal on Netflix. Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) I bet, I bet anybody that's going to be listening to this is really going to be bummed out to know that. (laughs) Also going to be very confused if they haven't seen the movie. That's true. That's And then, Angela, we got one more awesome part that he played in there, too. I was actually really interested that you played um, a bartender in Venom. Yes. With Tom Hardy. Because I know, looking at your background, I didn't do as much stalking as Nando T did. But <laughs> you, you, that's, how you met Byron. that's how you met Byron, right? That is how I met Byron. And also, that is how I met Ruben Fleischer, who directed Venom. Ah. Who gave me the part because he was a regular at the bar as well and we buddied up from that and so it was sort of a it was sort of a uh not a joke but when they called and said like hey we got a part for you in venom i said okay and the casting director was like reuben just when when they saw a bartender in there reuben said you were the first thought i'm like yeah that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) so how many parts have you actually playing as a as a bartender or being Mac in real life, Mike Brandt as a bartender, have you obtained roles just being behind the bar? Um, 
Like how many people have you actually met that have said, I want to cast you? Well, Byron and Ruben for sure. Um, And then, you know, I don't know. I, I, this bar that I worked at in Hollywood, um, we had a lot of entertainment industry clientele and uh, you know, I got to know a lot of people. There's a thing out in LA where everybody has, you know, everybody in the service industry has, it's their second job. You know, they're out here to do something else. Um, and myself included, but I really, I had been a bartender in Chicago for a long time before moving out here. And I, I love bartending. Like I, I took pride in it. And so to me, it was always, it was, it was my job. And I always tried to portray that. So, you know, I would meet entertainment people, but it wasn't, I was never there behind the bar trying to score my next gig. You know, Mm -hmm. I was just there enjoying my job and serving drinks. And so I don't know if there's a direct correlation to how many exact jobs I got, but I think that being genuine and and not being there trying to hit everybody up for a job actually helped me get more jobs, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to jump in some questions? And then, oh, I, I, I forgot to tell you, but we have a game that we started, and it's in honor of a scene between you and Jay, and you'll know it the moment that you hear the name. So okay. I'm ready for that as well. All right, let's hit it. All right. So my first question is going to be for you is, thank you so much for bringing Mac to life you that character was awesome like nobody could have a better friend or anybody in their corner than Mac so my question is to you is one how excited were you playing to or to know that you're going to play Mac and then number two what type of training did you go through to to make the junkyard dog come alive (laughs) I like junkyard dog in that um (laughs) I was uh yeah, I was beside myself to play the role. I mean, it was, it was, I'd wanted to work with Byron for a long time. And, you know, he's one of the best writers out there. So I knew it was going to be amazing. And just to get that opportunity to be on a show and create a world from the ground up was, was really unbelievable. I mean, you don't get that opportunity often. Um, and then, you know, for me, those guys, the rest of the guys on the show, they busted their ass training and dieting and doing all this crazy shit to get where they needed to get. Mm-hmm. And luckily I didn't have to do anything. Um, <laughs> you know, I ate a lot and I drank a lot and I just lived like a cartoon version of my own life. It was perfect. Very, oh, excellent. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, going, so much going, fun. going into the second season when, Byron had told me before we started, he's like, hey, you're going to have a fight in the first episode. I said, okay, great. So, you know, I wasn't looking forward to it, but I thought, well, these other guys, they got, you know, they got all ripped for their fights. I'm going (laughs) to, I mean, there's no world ever where I'm going to be ripped, but I thought I was like, oh, I'll I'll get in like good TV shape. And, uh, you know, I think I lost like 15 pounds. Wow. And then I showed up at dinner one night with Byron and he was like, what is going on here? And I'm like, why? What do you mean? I, I got my fight. I'm looking good. He's like, no, the whole point of your fight is that it's like two, you know, like drunk walruses. 
I was like, oh <laughs> shit. Oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta pack it on, and you gotta pack it on quick. And I'm like, yeah, that's no problem whatsoever. So, you know, I think the next day I was at Chipotle three times a day. I was like, here oh we my go. Gosh. Yeah, so, load it up, load them up. Yeah, I'd much, I'd much prefer the, I much prefer the, uh, I don't give a shit what I look like uh, form of this business than the Jonathan Tucker. Everything needs to look like it's cut from glass. Right. Yes. Well, and you know, it's funny because my next question has to do about, you know, your fight in season two. And one of the things that I absolutely love, and I mean, that, that whole scene is just fucking hilarious, but (laughs) your mouthpiece, like, did you actually pick it or did Byron say here? No, that was me. That was, that was all you. Yes. Yeah, that was me. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody. Uh, (laughs) Because I didn't want it to get vetoed, and so I went to this this company this company that makes these mouthpieces. They're they're in the valley here. I can't. I wish I could remember the name of them, but they make like all the legitimate fighters mouthpieces. Like you know, they make everybody's. And so we go out there, and everybody else on the show had already gotten theirs, and so I get there, and they test me out, and the guy's like, "All right, man, what do you want it to say in there?" And, you know, <laughs> everybody that goes is like killer or junkyard or maniac. And I, and I don't know why I thought it was so funny. Um, there was part of me that thought, like, it would be so weird to see something self-deprecating on a fighter's <laughs> mouthpiece to, like, throw the other fighter off for a second. Just right. to go like, wait, what does that say? Wait, what? Yeah, like, <laughs> so I told these guys... I, I was like, oh, I wanted to say tiny dick. And I remember the dude, he goes, what'd you say? <laughs> you, you want what? <laughs> and I go, I wanted Excuse to me? say tiny dick. And he goes, oh, like the other guy's got a tiny dick. And I was like, no, me. Like, I got a tiny dick. <laughs> and they just sort of looked at me. They were so confused. And I was like, you know, like, you throw the other guy off. <laughs> They're like, yeah, man, that that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> There's mental warfare involved. Yeah, I was like, I'm coming, I'm coming from multiple angles on this guy. <laughs> um, I love Tiny Dick. Tiny Dick mouthpiece may be my favorite thing about Kingdom. Yes, thank you. <laughs> because it was definitely one of ours, and we talk about it in the podcast. You know, because it's just the small little details that we, like, Nando T and I just kind of fell in love with, you know, and that was definitely one of them. And, you know, <laughs> the, the other thing was, I see that, you know, when after you, you win, right? And, and Jake Lena's like, over oh, there humping you. And you get a case of beer. Like, is that how they paid you for the fight? Yeah, that, the, the joke in the, in the show was that was my payment. <laughs> And what was nice, what was nice is because we were shooting at night uh-huh. and we shot that last, that was a real case of beer that I ended up drinking. Oh my God. That Very is awesome. Cool. Yeah. Very and it's cool. just like random beer. It's just like some random beer. Yeah. I think, <laughs> it, ended up, I think it was like Bud Light or something, but because, you know, you, they have to put like fake labels on it. And yes. I just remember saying to the prop guy, I was like, Hey, when we're done with this, I want real beer. He's like, Oh yeah, for sure. So we, we drank, we sat in this junkyard. Oh my uh, gosh! And with the with the crew and sat and drank that whole case of beer. It was great. That's, That's awesome. so awesome. That is the shit that I love about this show. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> There's another scene where I'm in the pool, 
I'm in a pool drinking and Jay wants to have a party and, and Joanna shows up and I'm just on a raft. My entire day was oh, yes. on a raft uh-huh. and, and the prop guys thought it would be funny to, I thought I was drinking fake beer, like near beer, but uh-huh. they had slipped me real beer. And, and the only reason I will say this in their defense, the only reason they did that is because my car was in the shop and I had to take an Uber to set that day. So it was like, they knew I didn't drive. Right. So I, my entire day was sitting on this raft <laughs> Just in, the sun, beer. in the sun, drinking, like pounding what I thought was fake beers. And about know, like 11 or 12 beers in, I looked at somebody and I was like, yeah, well, these aren't fake beers, are they? And they all started laughing. And I was shit how drunk. And we still had like two hours to go of me drinking oh, beer. Shit. Oh my God. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, oh my God, that is so, so fun. Oh man, that is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> that was a good day. I liked that day. <laughs> so it did. Did Max Sullivan actually want like a career as a fighter or, I mean, was he just doing it for fun, like recreational? Uh, I think it was recreational. I think it was just a way to fit in. The way I always thought about Mac is like, he was a, you know, he's not like a, he's not a punk, but he's a go along to get along. You know, Mm -hmm. he's just, Mm -hmm. he's like the easy guy. And so I always thought of him as somebody who grew up with the Kulinas and, and Jay was his best friend. And, you know, it's just the thing. Yeah. Like, they were fighters. And he was like, yeah, I, you know, I'm big enough. I, I'll i be a fighter, too. That's cool. Like, if it's a way to hang out more, that's cool. But I think that, you know, he's a nurse. I think that's a legitimate profession for him. And, you know, he, he got himself out of the shitbag world and did something legitimate, but still associates with shitbags. Right. You know, right. had these guys been like, motocross guys i think max sullivan would have been a motocross guy i can see that definitely yeah yeah totally i mean i don't think that's a big jump but like i think we all know those guys that you know they they have interests but you know they're not that they're not that strong in their interest to let it blow off hanging out with their friends um yeah that's how i took him he's a funny max a funny dude yeah he is (laughs) we love mag i know i love mag I love I love that character so much, and man, I gotta tell you that working with working with Tucker is working with Tucker made made that character and made every day working with all the guys on the show and all the women on the show. Mm-hmm. Really, there wasn't a weak link, but working with Tucker was just it was something else, next level insanity. Oh, we we are not gonna argue argue on that. Like uh, <laughs> most of most of my questions are are scenes between you and Jay. And that leads me into, you know, we, you know, we were talking about your nipples earlier. You know, we're, we're a little obsessed with them. I get it. I get it. I can't, you know, I get it. So they're there. You might as well be. So, so my question to you is one, what, what were you thinking when you read the script of you and Jay at the bar and he was refusing to leave until he gets to dart you like the majestic rhino that you are. <laughs> I was thinking, holy shit, I've been in this situation in regular life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Were you like looking around? You're like, Byron must have been around for this one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, I've put, I've been on both sides of these characters. I get them. <laughs> I've been the drunk asshole demanding to cause mm-hmm. pain to somebody, <laughs> and the other side. Um, yeah, I love that. Scene. That scene is so fun. <laughs> I love how he like grabs the bat to like cover his spinal cord. <laughs> it's like, just I know that was let uh, me turn around. <laughs> who told all oh, the, um, I think it was the prop guy, the prop guy or stunt guy, I can't remember, but somebody brought that up. They're like, you should have somebody to cover your back, your spine. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I mean, I obviously didn't take it dark, but in real life, they were like, <laughs> you'd want to cover your spine. I'm like, yeah, that's smart. <laughs> Very See? true. And, and here the whole time I was thinking, I was like, that's that nurse education that's coming out of Mac right there. Well, that's <laughs> the character Mac has a nurse education. The person Mac really has <laughs> next to no intelligence. That's that's usable in the real world. Oh my gosh. So, and to kind of um, go back to, again, with um, you have a scene with Jay and, and Ava and you're dropping them off at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, that is close to the end of season two. And you're starting to see where Jay is starting to spiral. Um, one thing you do tell Ava is that you've known him longer. How hard was that for Ma- Max Sullivan to know where Jay was going and not being able to help him? That was a rough few scenes. I mean, that was a rough. Um, that storyline was rough. And. It was, uh, you know, to watch Jay through those, the seasons and leading up to that, you sort of, you knew that something bad was coming. Right. Um, but there was a weird thing for, for my character because, again, I was just the fuck around guy. Like, you know, I didn't have any real opinions about anything. But mm-hmm. in this situation, I had to. There's that scene and then the scene later when I come back with the drugs. When you come back, yes. And it, you know, those were, that. that's one of my, that's my favorite scene that I did on the show. And that was a weird day because, you know, Tucker's really, really dialed into what he's doing. And, and it was just, it was, it was a tough, it's a tough day for that because, you know, I by that point, Tucker and I were really dear, close friends. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're doing these characters and you're, I was watching him, you know, he's, he's so good at what he's doing mm-hmm. that it's hard not to watch him and think like, fuck this guy, like the actual person is hurting himself in this situation. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, those were intense, intense scenes. Yeah. Especially the one where, like you say, you come back and you, you have to, in a sense, kind of treat him in it like an animal and throw the bag, like, way across the other side of the bed yeah, just I'm so gl- you can leave. Yeah, that was what I wanted. And, uh, um, we talked about that. Tucker didn't know that was coming. I talked to the, um, Patty McKinley, who directed that episode, who's also the extraordinary editor on the show. And um, the sounds, you know, he's he's sort of jack of all trades on the show. I talked to him about that and said, like, I'm not handing, I, I'm not going to hand him the bag. Um, but I, I wanted to be like, I, I, it, exactly what you just said. Like, I mm-hmm. want him to treat it like an animal. Like I want him to, you know, scurry for this if he really mm-hmm. wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that was, I thought that was a really powerful thing to watch Jay have to do. Like here he is, he's got the belt behind him. He's king of the world and he's just crawling on the ground. Yes. De- desperate to grab this thing. Yeah. Right. I love that scene. That, that scene was amazing to me. I remember <laughs> shit five, six years ago, you know, telling Angela about that scene and, that is amazing that you that you 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 got that put in there because it totally totally changed you know the you know the way that scene went and oh my god I was I can't tell you how many times I felt like I was crawling out of my skin watching every single episode like yeah I mean talking about being at the edge every every episode and that one man one it crushed me to see Jay like that but it crushed me too to see you as a friend to Jay having to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was always the thing for me with that scene too. It's like, you know, you've only really seen me as the sort of fuck around guy. Yeah, the nice guy, the funny yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I got to deal with this. But also the other thing that for that, for me, that scene was, you know, in real life, I'm substantially larger than everybody else. Huh. And, you know, especially not as much now, but when these guys cut weight and they were, you know, next to nothing, I outweighed the closest guy by 70 pounds. Wow. Um, and so there was a thing in that scene about, you know, Tucker's trying to, or Jay's trying to put me in my place. And there's only so much he can take before, you know, I have to sort of remind him like, hey man, I, I'm pretty large here. Like, right. you know, so we have that scene where we go nose to nose and he right in that moment where we go nose to nose and he blows smoke in my face. Not, you know, a lot of the stuff, Byron, Byron's the one of the most amazing writers I've ever worked for, but he also lets things happen when they happen. So, you know, the Tucker blowing smoke in my face in that moment, that's not written. He just did it. That That's where we were in the scene. And it pissed me off. Like it, it, it literally pissed me off because we were so deep in the scene and I felt so, it was so condescending that, that we were able to get to a great place on that. I loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I'm jumping out of my skin again right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try and raise the, raise the level here uh, a little bit. I, I, I gotta, I gotta ask Mac because one of my, again like the chemistry between you and 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 uh and and jay is some of the best acting i've ever seen between two people thanks man oh thank you how in the world did you and jay pull off one of the most iconic scenes that i feel was in kingdom and i'm talking about the scene where jay's fight gets canceled and he lets you know <laughs> that you're coming along with him, and you guys start, you know, you guys meet up at the chalet, and you guys get the party started, man. And I swear, like, I can watch that scene over and over and over, and your facial expressions, and then the the the, the facial expressions from Jay, and oh my god, that is just some of the best acting I've ever seen in my life. Like, we we had a lot, of, we had a lot of fun that day. I not not illegal fun. We just had a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> it seems like illegal fun. I don't even remember that day. That whole day was like a, it's like a blur. But that's what it's like working with Tucker, man. He just 
Tucker takes the ball and runs, and he you just you can choose to try and keep up or just watch him go. And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna try and keep up. I mean, we had so much fun that day. And it was the only thing we had to do, and we knew that it was just fuckery the whole day, and we just had fun. <laughs> you know, we I'd say eighty-five percent of what is in that scene was written down, and there's about fifteen percent that just sort of came out <laughs> from the two of us. And, you know, I mean, what, what works is on the show, everybody got really close and we were all really <laughs> tight. And so it, you were able to go into those scenes and do stuff like that because everybody was friends and you were able to, to work out from that friendship in real life to the show. And I'd say that that day is a stark example of that, is that, Tucker and I had spent time hanging out in the real world and we just sort of, we, you know, by that point, I think we'd been to Vegas a couple of times. Like we just transferred the fun we have in the real world to the fun that day. Very it's like fun. you guys have been childhood friends. I know. That's awesome. I know. Seriously. That's exactly Seriously. what they look like. Yeah. It was kind of fun. I mean, the first time I ever met him was the day we shot the, the bar scene. Wow. <laughs> I know. And now he's the emergency contact for my kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is amazing. It, it fits. We, we talk about things coming together and, you know, come full circle. That makes total sense. Yeah. Just, you know, I love it. It's, it's how life, it, there's, there are friends in life you're meant to have. You just have to wait to meet them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to do this to you guys. I, I, speaking of my kids, I have to take my daughter to gymnastics class, but I want to play this game. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, now you guys, go ahead. Do you, are there any other good questions? Are there any other kingdom questions you want me to do? I, well, I just had at least one more. I yeah, just yeah. want to know what, if there were to be a season four, what would you want to happen for Mac and Shelby? Oh, for sure. We are the blissfully married. <laughs> blissfully married and i i only say that because uh shelby the woman who plays shelby juliet is byron's wife right and i just i I would it would bring me a lot of joy all day to have byron write blissfully (laughs) romantic (laughs) scenes between me and his wife it would i would just get a really good kick out of that (laughs) Uh, he said he said i was i was the only one he was comfortable with being the father of the make-believe baby. <laughs> so I thought now I, now I want him to have to write like this perfect nuclear family scenes. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. That, that would be awesome. awesome. <laughs> so let's keep the high train going. So we've got a game for you. It's cool. called uh, Devil's Dandruff. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so there's no thought into the answers. It's just the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Mm, okay. <laughs> Shoot. Go. <laughs> Falls or Trubisky? Oh, Falls. Coach Singletary or Coach Rivera? Singletary. Trans Am or Camaro? Camaro. Pippen or Rodman? Pippen. Shelby or Jay? Oh, Jay. <laughs> it's Jay. The answer's Jay. Oh. <laughs> Action or comedy? Action. Okay, Roadhouse, where Dalton rips the throat scene. Roadhouse, the... I, don't, I don't care what the other question is. It's Roadhouse. Oh, the answer is Roadhouse. Okay, you got to at least listen to the second part. <laughs> Come on, Mac. Go ahead, hit it. Go ahead. Okay, 
Bloodsport where Frank does the blind scene montage. Like I said, <laughs> Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I don't care. Whatever option B is, the answer is always Roadhouse. It's going to be always Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, we, so we, this is how we go. Roadhouse. Next question. <laughs> Portello's beef sandwich or Chicago deep dish pizza? Portello's all day. Wrigley Field or Soldier Field? Wrigley Field. Ooh. Finish this phrase. Mac is Mac Kingdom, not Mac Brand. Oh, uh, Mac Kingdom. Mac Sullivan is a goddamn good time. Uh, yes, he yes. is. <laughs> Excellent yes. answer. Uh, well, awesome. Wait, is, are there more? You. Do more. That's fun. As long as road, as long as Roadhouse is an option, that's fine. As long as Roadhouse is always <laughs> the answer. Yes. <laughs> thank uh, you, thank you. We had oh, a this blast. Is great, we guys. appreciate thank you so much. it. Yeah, this is so fun. Thank you, and thank you guys for hyping the show. This is great. Absolutely, and, we we can't thank you enough from the bottom of our hearts. We love your character so much, and just for you to give thank us the you. time, priceless. We can't. We cannot thank you enough. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. This has been great. Hopefully we can come back and do talk about season four. Oh, man, we are going after you. Trust me. This is not <laughs> <the end. laughs> For sure. All right, guys, be well and uh, stay safe out there. You too. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Right, That's Mr. Mac Brandt, the See junkyard you. dog. We love him. Thank you <laughs> Bye, so guys. much. Oh, my God, dude. That was so fucking awesome. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I... I ain't trying to stroke an ego right now or whatever, but you know what? That went so great. I think he would be, I think he would be more than happy to, to get on, uh, to come back on. We, Absolutely. I mean, he, he even said, you know, he was loving the game. Um, you know, what's kind of funny is I don't think he caught the, <laughs> the name of the game. Oh, I know. He's, He's like, like, okay. Right, cool. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it could have been, you know, he, he's a father. He, you know, he's got to take care of business. So, yeah, absolutely. We totally got that. Absolutely. So, what did, what did you think, Angela? Talk to me. What about, uh, let's, let's talk about Mr. Mac Brent, the junkyard dog. The junkyard dog. I, again, the mouthpiece was an amazing fit, but I think even more so, the story behind the mouthpiece is it sold me even more because yes. like we've talked it's the little things that we see in the show that really turned us on and just hooked us and watching it you know for the, the third time or the fourth time you still find little things here and there but hearing it from him the story behind the mouthpiece was awesome <laughs> oh my god that was great i mean that's one of the things that I love that these characters or, you know, these, you know, these actors and actresses are bringing to us, you know, we got to hear some things from Joanna and she gave us, you know, she would say, you know, I don't know if you guys knew this tidbit, but let me give it to you. Yes. Oh my God. The background that he gave us on some of these things. I mean, just like the joke playing around with him in the pool. And yes. Real beers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that oh part. God, that but his like, level, like, yeah, I was like, just I gonna say, I had I didn't the twelfth one. Beer eleven or twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. I'm like, I'm like, wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> How is that there in the sun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you know it's funny because he's telling us this story, this amazing story of, about that, and I can picture him in the pool with his nose full of sunscreen. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. The moment that he went to that, I knew exactly what scene to go to. And I was totally watching it, like, you know, as he was talking. And oh, my God, that's, you know, that's the, the great thing about these guys is, you know, one of the things that I really appreciated is the way that he talked about the relationship between him and Jay. You know, like you mm-hmm. said, he was he was the he was the friend that I was meant to have. He just came at a later time. That mm-hmm. was beautiful. I was yeah. like, oh my God. I'm like, that makes so much sense. And, and you know, like I made the comment and I told him, I was like, it's like you guys have been childhood friends. Like the chemistry and the way that you guys were just doing these amazing scenes, it was magic. You know what I yeah. mean? And one of the things that I picked up on that he said is as we were doing these shows, we we got really close, like as, as the seasons progressed and started hanging out, you know, we we're doing things at the casino and they, they become family. Like, yeah. Didn't you get that same impression from not only what Mac had to say, but also what Joanna had to say? Yeah, absolutely. And I think because they had done, I mean, for us, it, it felt like it was three years, but for them, it was closer to four because season two was so long. But going back to what Joanna was saying, um, how much they had gone through together and um, and kind of like now, you know, what Mac was saying is the fact that you you work together and you have these intense scenes that you you do get close. And I think that's amazing that they're, you know, still friends. I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah, that is so awesome. And one of the things that I wish that we were able to get in there is, you know, where he was apologizing for his dog barking. I'm like, Hey dude, we're, we're a, we're a dog friendly podcast here. You, know, you want to bring the dogs onto the podcast. Hey, let's get them on here. Let's get yes. their names and see what they got to say. <laughs> I know you could always hear mine in the background. They're always just hanging out. They always know when it's podcast time. Cause they just come and they sit down on the couch and they're just like ready to go. <laughs> That's too funny. I've got mercy sitting here right in front of me right now. And she's falling asleep. I'm like, ah, dang man. Is it that bad mercy? <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. It was so great to have him. He's such a great guy. Oh, my God. He's such a blast. Uh, You know, I I wish we could have had more time with him because there's definitely some questions that we wanted to get to. And I kind of want to cover those right now and just kind of see Let's you and I throw back a few things. And trust me, I'm going to reach out to him again. I'm going to make sure that we get this guy, you know, we get this guy back on because he was just an absolute blast to talk to. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, we still need to get more out of him. So we won't give up on that. But one of the things that I wanted to throw at him was what the fuck happened to the toast? And the other thing is, you know, when, like I said, you know, I was Instagram stalking him and that waffle dog, it looks so amazing. <laughs> it would yes. have been nice just to get his feedback on that and, and, and what he had to say about it. But what were your thoughts on that scene, you know, where it's uh, Ryan and he's going through the whole thing about him being sick and uh, Jay, telling Mac, like, we're going to go to the chalet, you know, we're going to have a couple of martinis, you know, and, and shit like that. Or What was your reaction when Mac walks up and he's like, uh, yeah, I fucked up the toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was hilarious because it's kind of like, um, like he was, you know, obviously they were trying to eat something. And uh, like, it's kind of like, I'm sorry, like, 
sorry. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> it's kind of like it reminded me of the scene. I don't know if you remember. Jay is trying to make oatmeal for Nate, and I think this is in season three. And Nate wakes up, and there's oatmeal all over the ground, and he's like, "Oatmeal's ready." <laughs> yeah. Kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> the, the the thing that like that I was picking up on, or you know the 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 reason that it got a pass, you know what I mean? Because, like, Ryan's sitting there dying, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, I, oh, God, I always forget what Jay says, you know, where he's got a case of the, you know, just because he's got a, you know, the, the champ never bows out of a fight just because he's got a few juicy poops, you know, that juicy poops that he's got to be But, you know, just, it's Mac. Like, I couldn't think of anybody other better than Mac to deliver that scene. I mean, yes. maybe Keith... But like I said, Mac was the perfect one for that. And just the way that he delivered it was absolutely beautiful. Yes. Um, his his character, I think, you know, perfectly fit in. And the, I think the way he described Mac as, you know, Mac Sullivan, I think he hit it, you know, obviously in the head because you're, I mean, he's right. It's just, you, you just see him like, he's just been friends with them and he just wants to keep hanging out with them. I thought that was awesome. You know what? I'm glad you picked up on that and, 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 and you talked about that. That was that was really cool because now when I look at it through a different set of eyes based off of that comment that he made, you can totally see it. Because yes. here I was thinking that, you know, Mac is, like I said in the beginning, I was like, Mac to me is the perfect best friend to have. The, the, the guy that you want in your corner. And yeah, that you trust. Yes, that you trust. He, um, he nailed it. Like the way that he described that character, it's just like Mac wants to be a part of the, be a part of the party. It's like, you, you see that now. Cause he even made the comment where he said, I wanted Mac to feel, or, you know, I wanted to look like Mac had grown up with the Kalinas. Like he had, he's always been around and this is just, you know, so he said, you know, if, if the guys wanted to be motocross riders, then that's what Mac was going to be. Mm-hmm. Whatever the Kalinas were doing, that's what Mac was going to do. I thought that right. was awesome. I thought that was such a great different aspect of the way that he envisioned the character. Yes, absolutely. And and you brought up, you, you know, the waffle dog and anybody that's listening, are you Funkaholics? He's got this kind of corn dog that went through a waffle maker that looks absolutely delicious. So, yes, it does. <laughs> I wanted to know where it came from. <laughs> so I'm I'm sad we didn't get to ask him that because I again I'm not a big corn dog fan, but it does look really good. <laughs> that one looked very edible and I mean like I said, I didn't want him to think I was a fucking creep, but thank God he said, you know, he was just like, Oh no, that's what's that's that's what it's there for. Go ahead. <laughs> Check it out. And it looks like he picked it up at a carnival because in another post, and I think it was like around the same time, one of his kids was pointing at a um, at a at a ride. <laughs> Mac is like, he, he records his kid, you know, pointing at it, saying like, "I want to go on that ride." <laughs> and he points the, the camera at him, and he's just like, "Oh no, this ain't gonna go down." And then it was funny because Joanna commented on his post and said, "Hashtag things I won't do with my kids." Oh, <laughs> so funny <laughs> so you know it's like i said it just goes back to it goes full circle you know they they totally became a family mm-hmm. and, I, and and i think 
that's the reason that the show is so great. I mean, not only what Joanna said too about audience giving Byron all this freedom, right? But did you pick up on what Max said too? Like he said, you know, that was the great thing about Byron is, yeah, we had a script, but as things would go, he would let things happen, and then that's right. when he talked about Jonathan Tucker blowing smoke in his that face. That smoke in his face, and they they you know let it let it happen, let it play out, and and I think that's great because. Again, you're right. You know, even Joanna brought that up where, you know, there was that intimate moment, you know, between Joanna and Albie. And she went ahead and told him, like, that's not what the character character would do. And when they pick up these characters, they fully consume themselves. And again, it's just they do such a phenomenal job that it's, you know, from beginning to end, they they become these characters. And for me so believable yes when we first started talking about the podcast and about the show kingdom and the podcast we talked about how all of these actors and actresses have come out and and will give you know their history but they're so great and so consumed in this character that you don't think of them as you know as somebody else in an, in another show or in another movie because they make you believe that this is who they are because that's that's how great they are at what they do right oh my god like i almost just wanted to make the comment when he said that because sometimes you know we're all guilty of it and i mean i'm i'm i mean i'm i'm going to throw shade at you know some of these series but some of these series you know you start watching them you get into about the third fourth episode and you're like eh, i checked out Mm-hmm. I almost wanted to tell him, like, maybe the ingredient to a great series is is the cast becoming a family. Because we talk about this show being five, six years ago. And, and, and I mean, we even caught him off guard. He's like, damn, you guys watched it then? Like, I thought you guys were just watching it now. You know what I mean? I almost wanted to tell him, like, just drop that and say, like, wouldn't you agree that the ingredient to a great show is just, you know, the cast becoming family-like? Right. Right. And I think, you know, when when it comes to any crew having to work with, together for so many years and they have to go through so much together, I, I it's vital to keep it to keep it going, to keep it running. But also the passion that they have for the script. One thing that I've caught speaking with Joanna and, and Mac is that how much respect they have for Byron and how much they loved the script and his writing capability is just a lot that we continue to hear. Everybody was just hands down. So appreciative of how genius the script was, which, which I think every, every, every kingdom fan can definitely agree. Oh yeah, definitely. Byron Velasco is like Dr. Frankenstein to me. I mean, yes. he created an absolute monster that everyone fell in love with. Yes. And how this dude's not receiving the award or awards or being called 24-7 to be, you know, to be directing other stuff is beyond me. Like, I, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, maybe we need to get Mac to, you know, start knocking some people on the head, over the head. <laughs> it just goes back. And like I said, you know, I... I feel so blessed right now to fall in love with the show and then to just to actually sit back and, and talk with, with some of the cast. And it's, um, 
it's just a great feeling. And, and like I said, for Kingdom fans out there and for people that haven't watched it or to listen, and are listening to the podcast, like, don't miss out on something beautiful. And if we get season four, oh, man, I'll probably... I'll probably run, you know, uh, run a marathon or something or, you know, run around my block (laughs) screaming at the top of my head. (laughs) I I think, I think that if it were to get a season four, I think I would do that. (laughs) I think I would start screaming and running around the neighborhood because it's the, the show is just so great. And, you know, if, if they were to, finally get recognized for their hard work and get the awards that they so much deserve. Yes. Uh, I think I also would be screaming and running around the block because I think, I think their, their awards are, are long overdue. I I think that they need to be recognized for their hard work. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. 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 And, you know, every day I'm watching, you know, just to see if there's any news coming up, it's kind of quiet right now, but, that could be a good thing, you know. Um, people could be, you know, the right people could be looking at things, and you know, the moment, you know, the with all the fans and you know us doing the podcast, and then you know the cast wanting to, you know, jump on and talk with us, you know, it, you feel that they want it to, and you know, like we said, you know, when when we asked the question of, you know, season four, you know, what would you want for your character? Mm-hmm. You can hear it in their voice. They're just like, oh my God, like, you know, um, you know, this is what I want. And I and I love Max's response, you know, it's just like, <laughs> oh man, you know, <laughs> just knowing that Byron has to <laughs> write something for me and Juliet, just you know, it's it's Mac digging at Byron and, and yeah. you know, that just tells you, you know, the the friendship that they have and one big family. Right. And that's amazing. Absolutely. Just like that, you know, time gets away from us when, when we talk about what we love. That's our that's our motto here with the Funkaholics, and we're always chasing down those feel-good stories. So is there anything that you want to leave with us today before we exit? Yes, absolutely. Anybody that's listening, Funkaholics, get your ear out. Um, definitely watch Netflix if you haven't. Um, if you have, watch it again. Because you'll be able to find all of these small little secrets like we talked about with the mouthpiece. But also, you can go and purchase um, the Kingdom Official Dot Shop merch. And it, let me tell you, I purchased it. And it's great quality. But also, in Mac's um, Instagram, it, there is actually um, a playlist. If you like the soundtrack, all the mu- they have great music. If you yes, like the soundtrack, there's a playlist in Spotify that you can actually download for Kingdom, which I thought was awesome and amazing. And I just think that right now, the the more that we can show support, even if you retweet, you listen, you like, give us stars, you know, we'll continue to try to get more of the cast members on here because we want to hear more. Everybody yes. has a story and we're dedicating one for every character and we want to hear every character story. Funkaholic fans and Kingdom fans, we're reaching out to you guys. If we're not receiving those ratings and, you know, we're not getting the likes and the descriptions, you know, how are we going to be able to bring these amazing characters to you? You know, go out there, like Angela said, give us that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, follow anywhere on all major podcast platforms. 
we drop new shit every Wednesday. So we've got a lot of great stuff going on. We just recently released Mr. Wanna Going. So with that said, we are going to say goodbye for now, but we will return. And we've got a lot of great material. So just a little heads up. We've got Miss Julia Jackson, who plays Shelby on Kingdom, coming very soon.